Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Steve Cooper speaks out and says Nottingham Forest need to sign more players. But is it going to happen and is he right? Welcome to your latest transfer news. Good morning, good evening, or good night, wherever in the world you are. Whatever time of day you're watching this, hope you're having a Fantastic day and welcome to your latest Nottingham Forest transfer news. In today's video, we are going to be talking about the Steve Cooper interview. Are there any subtle hints towards Maranakis in it? Or is he just doing the usual manager preseason talk? We'll be giving you the latest on the striker and a bid being put in for Nottingham Forest. We've got all kinds of left, right and centre things going on with Dean Henderson and Matt Turner. We'll get into that and a player looking like he is on his way out. Plenty and plenty to talk about. Please don't forget, though, if you haven't already, hit that like button. Subscribe to Forest Fan TV if you are new. Don't forget tonight, we've got another installment of Minutes in Legs. At 6.45, we'll be kicking off the watch-along as Forest take on Wrens at the St. George's Stadium in England. Hope you guys are well. I can see you all in the chat. Afternoon, Greg. Afternoon, Henny. Afternoon, Luke. Afternoon, everyone. Get your comments in. If there's something really urgent that you want up on the screen, don't forget to use the Super Chats. I will try my best to keep on top of the comments as well. Okay, let's get started. And let's start with this Steve Cooper story. So he's come out on TalkSport and he's talked about a few things. And uh, I'll just read some of these quotes for you. And uh, we've got to start with the player one. It says, we need more players. To be honest, we have to be open about, we have to be open enough to talk about signings. I think quite rightly, there was a feeling that we just signed a load of players. It was unique what happened last summer and something that hasn't happened before. It ended up serving us as a, serving as a big motivation to me to make sure that we succeeded uh, where there was a feeling that we couldn't. We now are going through that normal process of having a squad and wanting to do better this year. The process of doing that means we will need to strengthen the team and the squad. Two guys in the team last year were lone players. Actually, we had more than that. 
and we still need to replace them. Hopefully, we're not too far away from that. Like every other manager and team, we also want to strengthen all areas. It's uh, it's a little more normal this season, but we do want to improve. And hopefully, before the new season starts, we'll have new players coming in and probably some leaving. So, he said a lot there. That's one of the quotes. We'll move on to the other in a second. He said a lot without kind of saying a lot. And he was, look, I some of the stuff he says, I just don't agree with. He's saying that it was motivation about the amount of players they signed last year. And for me, for me, it's a case of, well, what what manager who comes up from the championship would have said no to loads of new signings? It seems like I'm not talking Cooper. I'm talking managers in general. They're never happy with the amount of signings they've got in and they're never happy when they don't get any signings. It's still a bit like you always get that with managers. It doesn't matter if it's Cooper, it doesn't matter if it's Pep, it doesn't matter who it is. They all want more players, but when they got too many, they seem to complain about it. The, the main talking point here, though, is what he thinks about this summer window so far. And so far, to me, it seems that He's not really that happy with the amount of players coming in. He's going into the manager spiel of, I want more players. And it just doesn't like, I, I don't know. You can't have it both ways, can you? You can't say we've had a crap load of players. We want them to gel and it's going to take time to gel and then still have those crap load of players and then say, I still need some more players, but talk about, you know, it, it's just a bit of a mess. So the real question that I want to ask you guys, though, is does this mean that Cooper's traveling in the same direction as the ownership? Are they on the same page? Are they having the same these correct discussions, singing off the same hymn sheet? Or is Cooper kind of getting frustrated by the lack of signings? Now, I know a lot of the fan base are as well. We still definitely need a CDM, a goalkeeper, left back. The list goes on. And it, it's ironic to say that when we bought in 30 players last year. So it can be a bit of a mess. But overall, I just think he's trying to force the issue. And we will see tonight against Rennes what kind of team he lines up. This is going to be the second last preseason friendly we have before we play Frankfurt at the weekend. And again, don't forget 6.45 tonight. But it's like, look, I'm seeing some comments here saying uh, Gary Boldy forever is saying most players we signed last year are not prem standard. I don't really agree. I don't. I think with whatever transfer window you do, it be it one player or be it a hundred players, there's always risks of players being good or not. And I would say overall, the majority of the players we signed last season had some form of positive impact during at least one game this season for those ones that did play. Now, where I have a frustration in terms of what Cooper's saying is that he has talent in that squad that he hasn't utilized. And then he's complaining about some of not having enough coming through. Who am I talking about? Obviously, one of them would be Scarpa, for example. Dennis underutilized. Loic Bidet last season wasn't used at all. There are these type of little gem players that haven't been given the run out that they should have done. And that for me is a problem. He is right. We do need more players. But at the same time, the noises you get and the feeling you get from all reporters and all articles that are coming out is that Forrest are very tight on FFP. So is this helping the cause by him coming out saying he needs more players? I'm sure he knows the FFP scenario better than the likes of me and you do. And if it is true that FFP is tight, then should these comments really be coming out? That's the thing with it. 
Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, Pose talking about Sangare. There's not been much of an update on it. We are working to see if we can find anything out, but not exactly everyone is talking about it. So we'll see what we can find out on that. But as things stand, look, we've hit that 1st of August date on Sangare. We know that potentially there was a sunset clause on his release fee. How true that was, again, haven't been able to verify it. But we are now in the realms of if Forrest want him, they're going to have to have a bid accepted. Anyway, let's move on and talk about some of the other stuff he said. I and mean, there's plenty we've got to get through today. He then says, we have to respect the league. One of the biggest lessons last year was that set up from the step up from the championship. You know it, but you co <sighs> But when you actually make that jump, you realize that there is little room for error. Uh, that will be the forefront of our minds. But after having that year and experience the good, bad and indifferent, that will serve us well going forward. We just need to get the balance right now between really respecting what it takes to succeed in any game in the Premier League, but also showing ambitions, try and build and develop and improve and get the right balance. Again, I feel like these are just words of words. You know, it's like it doesn't tell you too much about what we're looking into. What I'd rather have heard him say is going back to his quotes from towards the end of last season, where he said, I don't want to play in this style. Therefore, why are we still seeing this style deep into the preseason campaign right now? And it's just a bit of nicey, nicey words that are coming across. And I don't think we can get too much in there. And as uh, Mike saying here, uh, balance, where's the balance been in preseason? Look, we, we'll talk about the preseason in the build-up to the friendly tonight. We'll talk about the expectations we want to see in there. But I couldn't agree more with you, Mike, at all. Uh, well, I couldn't agree with you more. The problem we're having right now is that we are just seeing this 5-3-1-1 formation, 5-2-2-1, however you want to line it up. Whatever way you look at it, it's a negative defensive balance in the team. And tonight really is going to have to be a watershed moment for Steve Cooper because we are going to have to see against a good team in Rennes, Forrest trying to show us, ideally, what we have to see is minute. I say minutes and legs. But what I mean by that, and I hate that phrase, is that we need players on that pitch who are potentially going to start against Arsenal to play for about 75 minutes. I would fully expect tonight that Steve Cooper should be thinking about fielding his strongest available team. Now, with Felipe injured, with apparently Jono injured, Nia Kate injured, there's all kinds of holes that potentially we won't be seeing filled at the moment. Will we see Einar coming in permanently at left back or will Nico Williams be shoved out there so that Serge Aurier can play? We're too top heavy in certain positions and we're completely bare naked in others. And that for me is becoming extremely frustrating. Now, the frustrating thing that's coming up is what we're seeing with Dean Henderson. And let's move on to the Dean Henderson story. There's so much talk and non-clarity about why this deal is taking so long. A couple of days ago, it felt like this was about just, you know, dusting the I's and crossing the T's. And now it's emerging that there are talks of about his injury, and that's potentially what Forrest are stalling on. If Dean Henderson is injured, then Forrest are in basically deja vu. And this may be why Matt Turner's name's being banded around. If you remember back to last January, again, Steve Cooper told us in an interview post-match that Hendo would be out for a few weeks, that the injury wasn't that crazy serious. And then we saw Navas coming in. And Navas was almost brought in as a, um, you know, a short-term gap 
to cover off for Henderson being injured. And it feels to me like this could end up being the same scenario that we're seeing now with Henderson there as well as the mainstay problem and his injury. However, looking at it, we've been able to find a clip of Dean Henderson training for Manchester United. I'll bring it up here for you guys. So this was when Anana joined Manchester United. And you can see there Dean Henderson is in the middle. He's piggy in the middle, just here to the... I can't quite show you, but there at the bottom of the screen. If we play this through, this is a player, and this is from about a week ago. And he's going to be in goal in second shot stopping. So Anana's in goal there, but he'll tag out for Dean Henderson in a second. And you can see that Dean Henderson looks quite fit. And if he's not fit, here you go. There's Henderson there. Now, he's meant to have a thigh injury, and he's jumping around like that. I'll just replay that bit again for you guys now. See it here? There he is, Dean Henderson in goal. And that was taken about a week ago. Now, potentially, has he had a relapse on that injury? We don't know. No one's really talking, neither from the Manchester United camp or the Forest camp, about anything to do with a Henderson injury. So it really comes down to two things. One, is Dean Henderson injured? If he is not injured and those videos are true, well, obviously they're true because it is him. Does that mean that the issue isn't about fitness and the issue is more to do with FFP? And the thoughts that Forrest have to eventually pay 20 or 25 mil to get Dean Henderson in is too much of a stretch and will put us way too close to that red line. And that's why Matt Turner's name's coming in. But then again, Arsenal are demanding about 12 million for him. So that in itself just makes this a complete mess. We're still seeing keepers linked um, we've seen the MLS guy again. He's doing a Van Hooydonk going on strike because he's not being allowed to be released from his club after Forrest have bidded for him. And everything around it is too messy. I'm seeing a lot of you are saying bring Navas back. For me, no thank you. No thank you. I do not want Navas back in our goal. He had some great games last season. I love what he did against Leeds. But overall... He's not for me with those fairy liquid gloves. And as Phil is saying, he comes with too big a salary, man. He really does. So anyway, so that's the goalkeeper situation. That's the whole what Steve Cooper had to say. The next thing we need to talk about is Brennan Johnson. I know we're probably getting sick to the back teeth of this story, but it's now coming out that Villa are still very interested in Jono. And we all know that Brennan Johnson has recently changed his agent. And that's usually an indicator that a player is looking to make a move. Now, I'm not saying it's true. I'm not saying it's false in terms of him wanting to go. But a usual sign of an agent change means that that's going to happen. And on top of that, the agent he's gone for is Jacob Ramsey's agent, who, of course, plays for Aston Villa. And there have been about three or four reports coming out today that Villa are contemplating and considering going in for Johnson. We've had these links with Villa. All summer long, we've had Brentford come in, we've had um, Villa showing an interest, and obviously over the last few days, we've seen Spurs being interested. In a way, this is a good thing that more than one club is interested, as we've spoken about so many times, that um, a bidding war is exactly what we need in these scenarios. So I think... I think as things stand, there are signs that are indicating that potentially Jono is interested in a move. The agent change for me is a huge, huge green light on it. Watch this space and we'll see what happens. Problem is, how much are they going to bid? They already know whoever comes in for him that 35 mil 
is not going to cut it. Forest have straight out rejected that from Brentford. We also know on the Brentford front that they've pretty much sold their goalkeeper to Arsenal, and that will give them a cash injection of up to 40 million, depending on the structure of that deal. And therefore, they may still come in for Jono because they haven't gone quiet on him at all either. So there is potentially a bidding war, but I still say we need to get this done quicker if he is going sooner rather than later. Again, I go back to Steve Cooper saying he wanted all transfer business done, you know, towards the end of June. Get that team in for a preseason. So far, we haven't seen that. Two players in, not enough going out, and that's causing us a lot of issues. And as Wake Up says, where are the goals coming from? Wake up. That's a great question. Who knows at the moment? Who knows if Taiwo still potentially injured? I don't think it's anything serious. Our backup at the moment up front is Chris Wood and Huang. And that doesn't fill me with any confidence whatsoever. It really, really is worrying times at Nottingham Forest. It's not worrying enough yet to panic. Remember, that even though the season starts on the 12th of August, the window stays open until the end of that month. And therefore, there is still plenty of time to get business done. But however, it is worrying. And speaking of strikers, that's where the link comes in for um, Alejo Vélez. The Argentinian young kid who scored, let me get the goals for you, 19 goals in 59 appearances. Now, we touched on him the other day on the transfer news update, but there are rumors now that Forrest have bid about eight and a half to nine million for the youngster. He has a 12 million release fee clause into his contract, and it looks like Forrest are interested, but don't want to go that high up on him. And he could be potentially a striker that would work well. But again, it's unproven and it's risky business. And to chuck him straight in, that's not what we want to do with him. Ideally, you'd want to bring him in behind Taiwo so he has time to get used to the Premier League, get used to England, get used to the language, etc. And then maybe build himself up into the team. Being 19 years old, he's that prime Brazilian meat, if, uh, sorry, Argentinian meat that you like, that they like to get those young players ac across. But overall, that's been apparently, apparently, that's the bid that's gone through, 8.6 million for him. So, at the moment, things are very messy. you got to talk straight on this, aren't you? There's too many haphazard links from players left, right, and center, and it's getting frustrating just to even report it. Therefore, I'm sure just listening to it, it is an absolute pain in the ass as well. But the problem is exactly what Greg says here. If we're still going to play this low block and we're going to struggle to score with Fife at the back, does it matter what strikers we bring in? If Cooper's already kind of made his peace with, he's not going to get his target players. He's not going to be able to go for a more attacking team. Should we be lining ourselves up more for some of that low block football? Now, you could argue it worked towards the back end of last season as Forrest remained undefeated in the month of May and secured Premier League survival. But is that really the progression we want to see yet? Or as a fan, are you just happy that we survived this season? Get your thoughts in the live chat and get your thoughts in the comments down below if you're watching later on. Now, in terms of players leaving, we finally have some names going. We saw Colback going to QPR and it looks like he's been on the phone to his mate Steve Cook and uh, told him London, West London ain't too bad. And it looks like Steve Cook may be making a move as well down to West London. And for that sake, I'm quite happy for him to go. I was never a fan of him over the last year. He was fantastic for us in the championship, but his lack of pace 
pace even cost us so many goals in the early part of the season. His main highlight for me last year was, of course, the way he brought that ball down against Liverpool and put a Messi-esque cross in with his right foot for Taiwo to score and for Forrest to beat Liverpool at the city ground. But you can't... Look, I love I love Cook. I think he's, his attitude, the way he's a bit of a warrior-like player, is fantastic. But he's not a Premier League level. Just because I don't think someone is a Premier League level player doesn't mean I don't like them. And I think he would do a cracking job for QPR. Um, at that level, a championship level, mid-level championship, I think he will be absolutely fine. And of course, he'll go in there warm knowing Colback. So we'll see how um, that goes through. It's not going to be a big fee, guys. I see a few of you saying, how much are we going to going to get for Cook. It's not going to be much. He's only got a year left on his contract. He's well into his 30s now, and it's not like he's moving to a Real Madrid. So don't expect a huge fee for him. Um, the other one that we've talked about a lot this summer has been Tyler Adams. And Tyler Adams, although it has an injury which will keep him out till around the end of September, October time, is still causing a lot of interest. One for Nottingham Forest. He's on that three-man shortlist that we told you about for CDMs. But now Chelsea are very interested in him. Depending on whether or not they can get Casado from Brighton, they may look to turn their attention to Tyler Adams. And the other team that are sniffing heavily around him right now are Aston Villa. So realistically, with those two teams in for Tyler Adams, will Forrest have the pulling power to bring him through? As I mentioned to you the other day, there was a lot of these rumors coming out saying he had a 20 mil release clause. As far as I understood, that is not actually the case. It's more towards the mid-20s than the bottom end of the 20s. But either way, 25 mil for that player is good and cheap business. But he does come with that medical bag issue where he is still injured. And uh, I really am sick of players getting injured, especially if they're coming to Nottingham Forest. Uh, where are Villa getting all that money, says Ryan. They've got some rich owners. They're not worried about FFP either. They're very comfortable this year and could potentially be looking to spend two to maybe even 250 in the transfer market as they look to strengthen their squad for their European campaign this year. So although they've got Diaby in, who already looks brilliant, they still will consider strengthening with the likes of Jono. They have Karama uh, as their CDM, who's a fantastic player. And I would have loved him at Forest. I think they picked him up for a couple of mil, if not a free, a year or so ago. But he was injured for most of last season. So you can see that this is going to potentially, potentially gather some legs. And that brings us on to Sangare. And what are Forest doing with him? Because there has been radio silence on this. The expectation was that Nottingham Forest would talk to his representatives after the match on PSV at the weekend. And I don't know. I honestly can't tell you what the hell has happened. I ain't got a comb over what you lot going on about. Seriously, this is all all natural, all natural, fresh and natural. Anyway, so did they talk to him or not? Well, we can only speculate. Had there been a conversation, we would have probably seen some reports coming out by now on it. However, let's be realistic. After seeing the performance of Forrest against PSV, would Sangare be willing to give up playing Champions League to come and play in what he would have perceived as low block football? And that, for me, is probably a no. We would need to really move heaven and earth for him to agree to Nottingham Forest. 
And I just don't think the interest from the player is there. I think PSV are willing to sell him to Forrest. I think that Forrest are willing to spend the money on him, but I just don't think that he wants to join Nottingham Forest. I really hope I'm wrong, but just putting logic to it, just putting an understanding behind what the player's aspirations and expectations are, I don't think he will do it. And I don't think Forrest a first choice in this. And as was just said here in the comments, where's it gone? Who just mentioned Ndidi? We may find ourselves in a situation, uh, as Brett says here, that we may end up with Ndidi. So probably choice number three on that list will be Ndidi. And Ndidi may be the one that we end up with. We will have to wait and see. But so far, at the moment, things are getting very, very frustrating. They really are. We need to see some movement. You can sense it in what Cooper's saying as well. And I just don't... I don't know if we're going to get everything done in time for the Arsenal match. And on top of that, will we actually be ready if we do? Will the players have got minutes in their legs, the new ones that have come in? Will they have gelled with the team when they come in? Will they be first-choice players? Or will we end up recruiting just squad players? And that is the worrying signs, and they are starting to show at the moment. And on top of that, FFP is still like this huge looming cloud at Nottingham Forest, as it is clear, it is clear we are working to some serious restrictions. Absolutely not, JB. Absolutely not. I'd rather play 10 men than have him back. But that's your main stories for today. There's a lot of little things going on, but at the moment, guys, I'll be honest with you, nothing feels concrete. Nothing feels that it's at the stage where we're going to see an accepted bid. We're going to see another player revealed. Look, we all understand that we can't sign 23 players this window. We all understand that each negotiation takes its time as you go through it. But we do expect, or at least I do expect, to have seen a trickling through into you know, the city ground of players, more so than the two we've already seen. We've still got issues. We still need to know as a fan base, what's going on with Omar Richards? How long is Felipe out for? We know he's injured, but no talk about how long for. What's the crux with Brennan Johnson? Is he actually injured or is he being taken out of the limelight while negotiations happen, on, happen behind the stage? You know, there's loads of these little things that are starting to get frustrating. And who is going to start in goal for Forest if Hendo is actually injured? Will we end up with Matt Turner? Will we end up with the MLS keeper Petrovic? Who knows right now? Who knows? And that's what's causing the worry for me. But get your thoughts in down below. Let me know how you're feeling about it all. Oh my God, get Murphy back, says Red Imp. Please don't forget to hit the like button if you haven't already. Subscribe to Forest Fan TV if you are new. Remember tonight, we will hopefully get to see something resembling our starting 11. I think tonight is a key match. We will get to learn what's going on in Cooper's mind because he's running out of friendly games. And the result doesn't matter tonight for me. What matters is that we as a fan base start to get an understanding of what his plans are for the team. How do you fit Elanga into this formation if this is the formation he has set? How do you fit Jono into this formation? Are we going to see a home formation and an away formation? Are we going to see, you know, a big six formation at home as well that would probably match the away form? Who knows right now? Hopefully tonight, a lot of questions can be answered. So we'll see you at 6.45. And then following on from the stream, you'll have a live podcast with Ant and Ez. They'll be doing it on the FFTV Premier League channel. We'll shove you guys right there at full time. And no doubt they'll cover off their thoughts on the friendly tonight 
So we'll see you at 6.45. Thank you so much for watching. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon. And until this evening, come on, you Reds. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.